We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 25th, 2008. And we're going to continue with the last teaching regarding the uh, Vatican's disclosure. And uh, we're looking at this from both secular and Christian viewpoints to see kind of where, from a secular standpoint, where they're coming from. Um, from a New World Order standpoint, where they may be coming from. Now, we're going to be looking next at an article called entitled Disclosure. Why now? And this is from a guy that's not a Christian. I think it's important to look at all sides of this argument uh, because we're going to have to answer, when this starts to go down, we're going to have to answer different questions from various people uh, because they're going to come to you and say, Hey, Mr. Christian or Mrs. Christian, what does this mean? And do you have an answer for this and that? And the Bible talks about that always having an answer, you know, to be able to um, reprove the gainsayers and these types of things. And I believe this is part of this. We need to be able to have an answer, a biblical answer. And this this stuff shouldn't make us shy away. This guy's not a Christian. His name, his name is Dr. Rich Boland. I've actually seen some tapes of him. And he posts an article from Alfred Lambremont Weber. And he's got, I don't know if he's a Jewish doctorate or something. He's got a couple initials behind his name. But it's entitled Disclosure, Why Now? And it says, in 1978, the United Nations General Assembly approved a revolutionary decision inviting an interested member states to take appropriate steps to coordinate on a national level scientific research and investigation into extraterrestrial life. This is 1978. The UN did this. Okay, and we know the UN is, is the absolute leading cutting edge of ushering in the New World Order. Okay, the one world government, that's its goal. This was back in 1978. In 2008, countries are now making public formally secret information about their records of extraterrestrial craft visiting the Earth. The big reason is, why now? What Americans believe about extraterrestrials. According to a 2002 Roper poll, most Americans appear comfortable with and even excited about the thought of discovery of extraterrestrial life. 67, now this is a 2002 Roper poll of Americans. 67% believe in the existence of intelligent life in the universe. 48% believe the intelligent off-planet cultures are now visiting Earth. 72% believe that the U.S. government is not telling all that it knows about extraterrestrial craft visiting the Earth. 72% of Americans believe that. And 14% say they've had a close encounter. 14% of Americans, which would equate to millions. On March 22nd, the French Space Agency announced it was making public its secret files on possible extraterrestrial sightings. The new scientist reported that among 1,600 cases registered since 1954, nearly 25% are classified as Type D, meaning that despite good or very good data and credible witnesses, experts have been confronted with something they can't explain. On May 2nd, United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense denounced it was releasing up to 7,200 secret extraterrestrial sighting files going back to 1967. Notice, why is all this happening now? Okay, they're releasing all this information that was before classified. This was going back to 1967. Uh, it was collected by DI55, a secret unit within their ministry. Remember, that was from the UK. Since 2000, former government officials 
have given public evidence to the presence of extraterrestrial civilizations on Earth. In 2001, more than 100 high-level governmental, political, and military intelligence witnesses gave testimonies to their presence of extraterrestrial civilizations during a disclosure project press conference in Washington, D.C. So 100 high-level governmental, political, and military intelligence witnesses gave testimony to the presence of extraterrestrial civilizations. And this was during a... Uh, a press conference in Washington, D.C. A lot of people are coming on board, is the point here. A lot of high-level people. Now we've got the Vatican, as we've been talking about. In 2005, Honorable Paul Healer, former Ministry of Defense and Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, declared that, quote, UFOs are as real as the planes over your head. Healer also states he would like to see what extraterrestrial technology there might be that could eliminate the burning of fossil fuels within a generation that could be to save our planet. Now, let's just stop here for a second. That's the carrot, the technology. I have watched several of these UFO symposiums where these supposed experts would speak. This one particular symposium, we, you had a mixture of secular and Christian people speaking about the UFOs. Um, the secular were always for it. Always. Every time. Why is that? Because they wanted the technology. It's well known that the big reason they want the disclosure to happen is because we want their technology. Okay? To a certain extent, I believe we've already had some of their technology through reverse engineering and things of this nature. I mean, we've had a technology explosion in the last 60, 70 years. And isn't that kind of weird? That's when all the UFO sightings really started to kick into high gear. It was really kind of after Roswell started happening. It's kind of weird also that that's when the abductions started happening. There's a tape that you can get from the Prophecy Club, and I forget the name of it. But this man goes into talking about a treaty that was signed in secret by our government with the these supposed extraterrestrials. More so they were intraterrestrials. In other words, they were living kind of underneath, underground. And um, it was called the Grenada Treaty. You might want to do a keyword search online, research it for yourself, see what you think. I can't be dogmatic. I wasn't there. I didn't see it signed, if it was signed. But it is kind of weird that in this treaty... The way that it was laid out and presented is that in this treaty, our government agreed to exchange technology, or, or our government agreed, made an agreement with these life forms, okay? These Nephilim hybrid demonic life forms. And in that, here was the deal. We got to get a portion of their technology that they would give us in exchange for letting them come and benevolently experiment on our populace. Now, again, this is the same time, right after this supposedly was signed, was the same time all these people started getting abducted. This doesn't go back. I mean, these mass abductions and these mass sightings that are taking place even more frequently now, this didn't happen a hundred years ago. I'm not saying it never happened, 
But it didn't happen near to the extent that it's doing now. It would almost be like going to the devil and making a deal with him and saying, Hey, yeah, listen, we're, yeah, we're, I'm the king of this country, and I'm going to come on board here. And do you think that that's something they might have done in Noah's day? I mean, if you could say, oh, no, that's outrageous, now you're really off in left field. Well, hold on. Do you think that the human race wasn't in the same kind of collusion with the men of old, the men of renown, and the sons of God who had fallen in Noah's day? Please. The same kind of collusion existed then. It shouldn't be of any surprise to us that that could happen now. And coincidentally enough, that's when we started getting all the alien abductions, all the alien sightings. There's been millions and millions. Why? Because what was, what was, what was it that we were going to give them in exchange for this technology? Whether we were going to let them experiment on our populace. Well, isn't it kind of weird that all of a sudden that's about around the same time people started getting abducted and a lot of them started turning up pregnant and then they would either wake up again and they wouldn't have the baby. The baby would be gone like around 7th or 8th month. We hear a lot about now cloning, genetic engineering, modification. Whereas, and again, I had referenced this before, the Book of Enoch says the exact same thing was going on in that day, is that they had done everything they could to defile humanity and the environment. We've got genetically modified crops. We've got cross-splicing with genes. The point I'm trying to make is this should be of no surprise to us. This should be of no surprise, because the same thing was going on in Noah's day. And they had so corrupted the seed in Noah's day, that God had to wipe out the whole earth, lest all the seed be corrupted. Now, when we talk about the seed, let's just look real quick at Genesis. I believe it's Genesis 4, I think. No, it's Genesis 3. Now, this is after Eve had, uh, Eve had been tempted, you know, she... She ate the fruit, Adam ate the fruit, sin entered in, and now the God is going to pronounce judgment on this sin. Okay? And here, here God is talking, and he says in verse 14 of chapter 3, he said, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, what is the serpent? It's a reptile, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go. There's speculation that the serpent may at that point have had arms and legs, and God's saying, now you're going to actually go on your belly, wherever you go. Okay, again, hard to be dogmatic, but there's a, there's a likelihood that that was the case. Um, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly thou shalt go, and the dust shall, be, shall eat all the days of thy life. That was part of the curse that fell upon the serpent. Okay? And then in verse 15, And I will put enmity, which is war, between thee and the woman. Who? The serpent and the woman. And particularly, and between thy seed, the serpent's seed, and her seed. It says right here that Satan has his own seed. It says it right there. Now there's some speculation out there with this whole thing. I forget what they call it, but this whole thing about where there's a certain sect of supposed Christians that believe that Eve had sex with the serpent. What's that called? Okay, it's called the serpent seed theory. 
where they believe that, that Eve had sex with Satan. And they had their own little lineage, and this is, okay. But that doesn't make any sense. Because if she had done that, why would it distinctively say, between thy seed, which is the serpent's seed, Satan's seed, and her seed, which is Eve's seed, that she had with Adam, why would, how could they be two indistinct and, and, and distinct? They couldn't be. So, that serpent seed theory does not hold up at all. And then it said, It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So there's, there's, God clearly predicts there's going to be enmity between the seed of the woman, which is humanity, mankind, and the seed of Satan. It says it right there. Well, in Genesis 6, that comes to a head. Because the fallen angels fall, they see the daughters of men, they corrupt them through their seed. This is something unnatural, something they should have never done. They have this race of giants that, that defiles humanity to the point where God has to send a flood and wipe out every single thing alive on the earth. It's not a good scenario. But that's what had to be done. So when, going back to this, this quote, it says, Heller also states he would like to see what extraterrestrial technology there might be that could eliminate the burning of fossil fuels within a generation. Let me give you a news update. We've got the technology. <laughs> There's so many different and various and sundry technologies that could eliminate the burning of fossil fuel. As my grandma used to say, there's more than you could shake a stick at. There's tons. I have an, I get an email, one or two per day from an alternative um, energy website that gives all these different technologies that all these different companies are coming out with. Solar, wind, um, free energy, all kind of different things they're doing. The big thing that's holding that up is big oil and the Illuminati because they're making tons of money and they're controlling the sheeple people through, primarily now, is through the gasoline. And as gas prices go, everything else goes up because the cost of transporting goods goes up and that whole thing. But the big carrot that is going to be offered to humanity from what I've seen when these ascended masters who are going to come probably as spokespersons for these ET, extraterrestrial entities, they're going to be the mouthpiece. They're going to act as though they're the leaders. Most likely this is the way it's going to go down. Lord Maitreya will probably be the head. One of the big carrots they're going to offer us is technology. And these people that are in the UFO movement are absolutely obsessed with getting the technology. They will sell their soul, and they are willing to sell their soul for the technology. Because they think it's going to make all their little problems go away. Now, Satan knows this. And not only is he going to come with all lying signs and wonders, and impress everybody that way, and deceive everybody that way, and there's going to be healings, but there's going to be technology like you can't imagine. So I just wanted to kind of give you an update there on that, because I believe that's very important. So going on with this article, it says, After the 10th anniversary of the Phoenix Lights, former Arizona Governor Fifey Symington admitted on national television that he had witnessed a two-mile-wide 
extraterrestrial spacecraft. This is the this is the governor, former governor of Arizona. Okay, now we've already heard from the former defense and deputy prime minister of Canada. Okay, former governor of Arizona said he had witnessed a two-mile-wide extraterrestrial spacecraft sighted by over 10,000 witnesses as it glided silently over Phoenix in 1997. Why isn't the church talking about this? Why isn't the church giving some type of explanation? Oh, no, we'd rather just bury our head in the sands. We would rather not be Bereans. And, and just, we, we, we would rather ignore this because this doesn't really fit into what we were taught at the cemeteries. I mean, the seminaries. I'm not saying every single seminary is bad, but most of them are. I, I mean, I don't know one that's not teaching that you go out and get your 501c3 status and get your license from the state and get yoked up with um, the IRS and Uncle Sam and every other government faction, thinking that that might, you know, I wonder if that could affect your ministry, yoking yourself up with all that unbelief and these, these evil institutions. Huh. No, I couldn't do anything, right? Little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Now I have a whole packet on that called Satan's Master Plan to Destroy the Church. If you email me, I'll, I'll email it to you. It's a Word document. If we go further, it says, Intelligent life exists beyond Earth's orbit. We are part of a populated cosmos and our neighbors are reaching out to us at this time. Now remember, this is from an unsaved secular person. This is his interpretation. Exopolitics is the new political science of outer space. <laughs> Did you know this? And is the science of relations between our human civilization and advanced civilizations in the universe. Exopolitics. They've even got a name for it now. Wow. I... I didn't even know this. The exopolitics model holds that we live in a highly populated universe filled with intelligent, evolving civilizations operating under universal law. Not, uh, not the law of God. Not the, not the word of God. See, if we start to believe any of this, we start to say, well, the Bible can't be true then. Because that doesn't line up with the biblical model. Now, I'm hoping that from all the past teachings we've done, and this one, because there's no way you can properly cover this topic in one teaching. But if you reference these other teachings that I've already referenced, it's easily explainable. This is not something we should shy away from. This is something that confirms the Bible. The Bible predicted this was going to happen. Where does it say the UFOs are going to be and the aliens are going to be here? There's so many places in the Bible that if you read them and interpret them and we've went over them, that this should be of no surprise to us. Sometimes the Bible doesn't give us specifics about every little thing that's going to happen. But it tells us essentially what's going to happen. This is strong delusion we're being set up for here. So, let's see here. Exopolitics teaches we are on earth are just becoming aware that we live in a populated universe. Exopolitics, scientific revolution, is an interactive and participatory. The more we interact, the more we interact and consciously participate with advanced, ethical, extraterrestrial societies that are reaching out to us at this time. The faster our reality paradigm may shift. What a lie from the pit of hell that is. 
Uh, it's actually not a lie from the standpoint, yes, the more we interact and consciously participate with these advanced, unethical extraterrestrial societies, the faster our, re our reality paradigm will shift. Yeah, that's true from that standpoint. But these things are demonic. They're of the devil. They're of the father of the devil. It's the big deception that's coming. Part of it, not all of it, but part of it. See, that's why I have a problem when somebody just says, it's all the Catholics, or it's all the Jesuits, or it's all the Zionists, or it's just the Illuminati. Listen, it's a big, satanic, concerted effort. It's not just one faction. I don't ever put all my eggs in one basket. I think there's a lot of guys that have done a lot of good research on the Catholic Church, or on the Zionists. But to say it's purely them? No. They're all in this together. Now, there may be factions of this that have power over another faction. That's true. Maybe the Zionists are right at the top. Maybe, you know, most likely the 13 families, 13 families of the Illuminati are actually there. But who's over them? It's one big satanic concerted effort, is the point here. This is part of that. And this is a part that's hardly ever talked about. I mean, if you're just thinking it's the Zionists for everything, what are you going to do when disclosure happens? <laughs> How are you going to explain that as a Zionistic conspiracy? Or a Catholic conspiracy? The Catholics are coming on board. The Catholics are going to be subordinate. They're going to put themselves under... You think the Catholics are going to be over... The Ascended Masters and the aliens? Or, or what they call aliens or extraterrestrials? I don't think so. I think they're going to be near the top of the heap. And I believe the Antichrist is going to come as one of them. Do you know that one of the main, these main Ascended Masters that are being pushed in the New Age community, his name is Hanton. He calls himself the creator of the universe. Do you know what he is? He admits that he is. That he says that he is. Although he appears in human form, do you know what he says? He is a large, gray alien. A large one. There's different ones they describe. There's small and there's large. In UFO literature, the large, gray aliens typically have a lot of power over the smalls and other races. I know that you may say, oh, this is nuts. Well, I'm telling you, this is the deception that's on the way. I'm not making this stuff up. So, when it says that if we interact and consciously participate with these advanced ethical extraterrestrial societies, which our government, I believe, has already been doing, and a lot of people invite this, and invoke this. Oh, come in. I mean, hey, if you're, you're, if you're involved in the occult, I've, I've heard too many testimonials where when these people do incantations or things or they want more power, they have to invite more demons to live within them so that they have, see, these demons have powers. If they're living inside you, you're going to have more power. And they're going to have more control over you. And you're, be, you're going to become more and more possessed. So if you participate with them, yes, our, our reality paradigm will shift. It'll shift more toward the thinking of the one, New World Order, One World Order, you know, system. So in other words, the more we open the door to the devil the quicker he's going to set up the new world order of Antichrist. That's what they're trying to say here. That's the big paradigm shift that's coming. The one world religion of Antichrist, which is going to be witchcraft. Because the Bible says he will cause craft 
the Antichrist, to prosper in his hand. Here is another uh, letter. This is from former SCO of the Space Shuttle Fleet from the Kennedy Space Center, uh, Clark McKelland. This is from 777. This is when this article was written. And it's entitled, Von Braun was at Roswell. Now this is from a high-level guy that worked at NASA at the Kennedy Space Center regarding the space shuttle fleet. This is from a guy like that. This is I'm trying to give you some high-level confirmation that you can see that this is coming from a lot of different high-level sources today. He goes on to say, During my long years of service in our national space program, I was very fortunate to come to know and exchange some very exciting data with former German scientists who had been brought to the USA under Project Paperclip. <laughs> we're talking evil. The most evil of the evil were the German scientists that were brought here under Project Paperclip. How could you come out of the Nazi regime at the highest levels and be a good guy? It's impossible. But he was fortunate to know them, though. They were brought here under Project Paperclip in World War II. This is well known, well known, that this happened. These men would just look up Project Paperclip on the internet. Okay? These men were elite of the German rocket scientist programs controlled by Adolf Hitler. They were, these guys were the best of the best. <clears throat> and I believe they were absolutely 100% demonically possessed. So this man goes on to say, On many occasions I had the distinct privilege of speaking with Dr. Werner von Braun, the elite, the leader of the elite group, now this is the one, one of the German scientists, Nazi satanic scientists they brought over in Project Paperclip, he was one of the, the leaders of the, this elite group, and several other scientists who were assigned to the Army Ballistics Missile Agency, or the ABMA, uh, launch crews at Cape Canaveral launch sites. Eventually these same men were incorporated into the new National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA, during the periodic man-flight awareness meetings that were held at Cocoa Beach, I was able to freely and briefly talk with such scientists, particularly Dr. Von Braun. On one such occasion, he and I had taken a break and stepped out on the Cocoa Beach Ramada Inn onto the back patio. I admitted that I was aware that he and German scientist teams were first were located not too far from the crash site at the time. This is the crash site of the Roswell incident that we hear have from, I believe, 1948. They were launching V-2 rockets from White Sands testing range. On this night, I asked him a question concerning the Roswell incident that caused his eyebrows to raise. Did the Roswell, he, he asked him this question, did the Roswell incident in fact happen? Was an alien craft recovered along with alien bodies? Did you have a chance to go to the crash site? Dr. Von Braun was a cigarette smoker and he lit one up. He thought for a second and then proceeded to talk freely about his inspection of the crashed craft. He trusted me to hear such astonishing events because I vowed to not report it to newspapers, magazines, or television, and I never broke that vow since he is deceased and the incident happened over 50 years ago. I am now disclosing what I heard. I have a right to speak about these things, even things that according to certain agencies do not exist. So, in this man's mind, he's trying to do the right thing, you know, and, and I'm glad he did, it's just that he's not coming about it from a Christian standpoint. But he goes on to say, Dr. Von Braun 
explained how he and his unnamed for now associates had been taken to the crash site almost after the most of the military were pulled back. This is Roswell, 1948. They did a quick analysis of what they found. He told me the craft did not appear to be made of metal, as we know metal on Earth. He said it seemed to be created from something biological, like skin. I was lost as to what he indicated, other than thinking perhaps the craft was alive. The recovered bodies were temporarily being taken to a nearby medical tent. They were small, very frail, and had large heads. Their eyes were very large. Their skin was grayish and reptilian in texture. He said it looked something similar to the skin of rattlesnakes. He'd seen t several times at the White Sands testing site. Now remember, the Bible says, what we just read in Genesis 3, that between the serpent and his seed, there's going to be enmity between... The woman's seed, which is humanity. And isn't it weird, he refers to these things as having skin that was grayish and reptilian in nature, and that the skin was the texture of a rattlesnake. Well, isn't that a serpent? Yeah. Just a, kind of a neat confirmation there. His inspection of the debris had even had him puzzled. Very thin, aluminum-covered, silvery-like chewing gum wrappers as though they appeared. They weren't real chewing gum wrappers, but maybe they're big gum chewers, these aliens. I don't know. I just, who knows. But anyway, very light and extremely strong, these, uh, these uh, little pieces of, of, they weren't metal, but they appeared as though they had aluminum color. The interior of the craft was nearly bare of equipment, as if the creatures and the craft were part of a single unit. That's why I became lost in the moment. We returned to the awards ceremony in which he participated, later bidding for farewell. I went home with my head spinning from all that I had heard. Keeping this quiet for many years was very difficult, especially with the temptations of having many friends and associates who believe in UFOs, ETs, etc. I have never released this amazing data to Major Kehoe or, or NICAP or to the public. NICAP is one of the UFO research organizations. But he's never, re 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 um, he's never released this data to any of them until now. He said, I considered my honor sacred when I made this vow. This amazing interview with Dr. Von Braun is the only one of many events that I have personally experienced as a flight space flight pioneer at Cape Canaveral and the Kennedy Space Center in Florida from 1958 to 1992. We're talking a long time this guy did this. Okay? I mean... That's a pretty heavy-duty source I just quoted from. But if you said this in the average church, what's the pastor going to do? Well, bless God, I have a total explanation for that. He's not going to have a clue. For the most part, nothing. Here's another article that just appeared recently. UFOs, shocks for police. Now, we've talked about recently that gigantic UFO that flew over Texas that people saw F-16s chasing. Okay, again, this is another way we're being softened up. Okay? And that was on the national news, on, a, on a, several different news outlets, that thing, that event that happened in Texas. This is from um, Britain, and... Uh, it says it's a credible version of the X-Files hit series, TV series, police officers' sightings of 256 suspected UFOs in Britain's skies. These are police officers that are reporting this. Dr. Gary 
Hellestein, who collated the unofficial data for, for the police reporting of UFOs, has been inundated with sightings the length and breadth of the country. Now, this doesn't really surprise me that this is happening in Britain, because per capita, Britain has more witches per capita than any other place on earth. It has more haunted houses per capita than any other place on earth. Um, when you have a lot of demonic activity like that, you're opening doors for these types of manifestations to take place. Many officers have produced drawings of unexplained crafts, seen as they pounded their beat. And one set footage captured on a patrol car video camera of what he believes was a UFO above the Skipton, North Yorkshire. Traffic officer <clears throat> Mr. Hellestein, 40, 48 years old, said, There are thousands of credible witnesses out there, and we have, we have serving and retired police officers going about their business and witnessing strange craft and lights. They are trained to report things in a structured, chronological way, and in my experiences, that is exactly what they are doing. So I do think that this make, they make for very good witnesses. Police officers work around the clock and so have an increased chance of seeing UFOs. This is one of the reasons why I have created this database to record and correlate their stories. I simply wanted to try to bring a level of credibility to the subject. His directory, which is also based upon newspaper archive research, contains 256 reports involving eight, 608 British police officers dating between 1901 and 2007. Of the 44 latest cases, four are of a close encounter of the first kind, where the object comes directly within a few hundred meters of the witness. Five are daylight discs, and 35 are nocturnal light. So this stuff's going on. <clears throat> this next article is ties into this, and this talks about, uh, the, the title of this article is The Holographic Technology takes a huge leap forward. Technology to stage the Antichrist has now become perfected. The subtitle is New Age leaders love to brag that when the New Age Christ arises, his image shall be projected globally using holographic technology. That moment has now arrived. Now this does tie in with the whole UFO thing. And that's why I wanted to present it within this. Because when this disclosure happens, most likely it's going to take place with these holographic images up in the sky that are going to make it all the more harder to deny, um, particularly by the secular public. This is from Cutting Edge. And um, holographic image storage is now a practical reality. New Age leaders have stated boldly that when, the New Age, when their New Age Christ arises, they shall use holographic technology to allow him to speak everywhere in the world at once, speaking to the people in their own language. Now, this is exactly what... Lord Maitreya, who I've done several teachings on, and he has his own United Nations sponsored website up at Share International. You can go look it up online, Share International. So it's exactly what he says in the Day of Declaration. He calls it the Day of Declaration. And if you want to do a keyword search on that, just do Lord Maitreya and Day of Declaration in quotes, and you'll get your boat loaded. In the Day of Declaration, he says this is exactly how it's going to go down. He is going to telepathically be speaking to people across the world. Our brains are electrical receptors. Things can be beamed into them if God so permits it to happen. They can be used like receivers. We are electrical beings, okay? There's microcurrent going through us all the time. So they've perfected technology now where they can actually beam things into our head 
And so could you imagine if you were getting things beamed into your head where you're hearing a voice in your head, and then up in the sky you see these gigantic images, and the thing that's being beamed into your head is in your own language. It's going to be pretty impressive. You talk about strong delusion. The delusion that's coming is unlike anything any of us, and including myself, are able to comprehend because we haven't been through it yet. So how can we comprehend it? But this is what's coming here. And this is exactly how Lord Betray, or Devil Betray, as I like to refer to him, says it's going to go down. Exactly. And now they're admitting they have the technology to do this. This is from a news brief from ZD.net, entitled Holographic Storage Ships Next Month. This is from April 18th, 2008. This just came out recently. This is a quote, and it says, Even since astronaut David Bauman disconnected the HAL 9000's holographic memory in 2001, a space odyssey techie, techies have been wondering when we could buy the real holographic storage. Now we know, May 2008, how does it work? The holograms use two coherent laser beams, a reference beam and an illustration beam, to create an interface pattern that is recorded on a photosensitive material. Shine a laser on the recorded interface pattern, and the original image is reconstructed in glorious 3D. As the laser moves around, or you do, you see the image from different perspectives. Now, they've already done this. They did this the other day with, uh, I believe it was Prince Charles and Al Gore. They're actually giving messages where they're appearing like halfway across the world in 3D holographic form, and they're giving speeches this way now. Could you imagine going to a symposium and, hey, I don't got to travel halfway around the world. I can just be beamed over there in holographic form, and it's like I'm there. The technology's already here. The New World Order planners can possibly take over the world by projecting holographic images into the sky while beaming thoughts directly into our heads. Telling us to accept their new god of their new of their design. That's from Harp, the ultimate weapon of conspiracy. Jerry Smith, page fifteen. He's a New Age person. This is from uh, David Spangler. It looks like who's a New Age big time New Ager. He says, "I have learned that the New Age movement has devoted a great deal of research and attention to the use of holographic images." These are now remember if a new ager a high level new ager is saying that they're devoting a great deal of effort to this we need to kind of sit up and take notice and see how are they going to use it to try to deceive us because ultimately that's all this technology is going to be used for is to deceive us right is it going to be used for our true benefit no so let's see what he has to say these are three dimensional images created in space by the use of laser beams now these are things that can be done through satellites they can actually beam these things down There's hundreds of satellites in what they call a geodesic pattern over the Earth at multiple levels. Okay? These satellites can be used for this purpose. Uh, David Spangler said this in a meeting at Southfield, Michigan, February 1st, 1982. 1982. It's a long time ago. That laser beam projectors have been installed for the use on top of the Cathedral of St. John the Divine Episcopal in New York City. Now, I was, the other day, somebody sent me a YouTube video, and there was this new, I believe, movie coming out. And they were advertising the movie. You know how they're advertising it? You walk down the street, 
and you see this big billboard. This was in New York City, I believe. You see this big billboard way up on this building, and it's advertising some horror movie. And as you walk toward it, you start hearing voices in your head. And the guy was there, walking down the street, recording this on YouTube, so you could hear the voices. You could hear too on on um in the audio. And it was this whisper. And they were saying, I forget what they were saying, but it had something to do with the movie. And it was real creepy. And you were walking down, and, and as you were walking toward it, you just kept hearing this whispering of the same, I think it was one or two phrases, over and over again, until you were by it. And then it was gone. I'm telling you, they've got the technology available right now. You, you just better have your house built on the rock of Christ Jesus. It is your only hope. I'm not your only hope. Okay? I'm trying to get the word out. I'm trying to be a watchman. But I'm only a man. I cannot save your soul. I cannot do any of that. You have to put your total trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in His shed blood, His death, burial, and resurrection. His word. So if we go further... This is from the book called The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow, page 24, by Constance Crumbly. She says, I talked to... Oh, what, what is his last name? I'm sorry. Crum, Crumby? Crumbly. Sorry. Sorry. That, that elicited a large laugh response here. <laughs> Crumbly. Sorry. And if Constance is listening, I do apologize for butchering your name. Which I do a lot, if you've noticed. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. Uh, but anyway, it says, I talked to lighting experts to see what laser beam projectors are capable of. And I was told they can be beamed onto telecommunication satellites. The New Agers have several of these at their disposal. I mean, who do you think has the money to put this kind of stuff up in the sky? Is it the born-again Christians getting all the satellites going so they can beam pornography all over the planet? And defile people with all the stuff they're beaming out? I don't think so. Oh, but they're Sky Angel. I forgot about that. And that has all like, the TBN and all those, so I, I, I digress. Just, sorry. Being a little sarcastic there. Anyway, the New Agers have several of these at their disposal. When the lasers bounce from the satellite back to Earth, the light rays can be bent in such a manner as to appear that flames are coming from the sky. Woo! Now, if you didn't know that could happen, that would be kind of traumatic if you saw that the sky on fire these satellites can also be used to project a three-dimensional holographic image viewable by up to one-third of the earth's population there is even technology to make the image speak in the language of the areas to which it is beamed when was this book made in 1983 83 this is a long time ago okay so, they had this technology for a long time. Now, if you had never heard what I just said, and it happened, I'm not saying you have to have me in order to... But, it's nice to have at least heard it once, so you have some type of perspective to draw upon, where you can say, Yeah, I remember when either I read about that, or I heard that, and that's part of the strong delusion, and part of the deception that's coming, and that doesn't shake my faith whatsoever. In fact, it only confirms the strong delusion that the Bible is going to bring. Or, if you've been in a church where you've never heard about any of this stuff, and the pastors have never emphasized it ever and ignored it, you're going to be, you're going to be in a much different position. 
Now, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 9, that in the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. How is he going to do it? Through lying signs and wonders and miracles. Him and the old false prophet, the Antichrist and the false prophet. So when I read these two quotes from Jerry Smith and Constance Cumby, sorry, not Crumbly, Cumby. Well, I really butchered that one. Above my blood, my blood ran cold. I was immediately reminded of Jesus' prophetic words in Matthew 24, 24, and that the deception at the end of the New Age would be so very, very good that it would involve great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. When most people read the passage, their focus is on the extreme deception foretold, not on the fact that our Lord is warning us that, the de that this deception will take the form of great signs and wonders. Now, it's one thing to be deceived. You could read a book and be deceived through a book. But it's another thing to have more specifically defined the deception is going to be specifically great signs and wonders. What do we see right now going on in Lakeland? Well, lying signs and wonders. Great signs. But yeah, but people are getting healed. Satan is very good at what he does. And if you open the door to him and you let him come in, he'll meet you at your need is the point there. Okay? Somebody emailed me this week, and uh, the vast majority of email I'm getting on this Lakeland debacle is totally positive. But, you know, I've had a, have, I've had a couple hyper-charismatics, which I came out of. Okay, so I'm not judging them. <laughs> but I've had a couple hyper-charismatics pronounce judgment on me and say that Todd Bentley's a great man of God and these types of things. And, I, you know, it's like, I give you three hours of documentation all you have to do is look at the man. All his tattoos, all these things, he's a convicted... Uh, I actually found this out afterward, after I did the study last week, but he's a convicted child molester. He molested, at the age of 14, he molested a 7-year-old boy, sexually assaulted him, and spent 18 months in jail. And he admits to this. This is the guy that's the head of Lakeland now, but now God's using him mightily. Now, I'm not saying God couldn't do that, but look at the man. Look at his doctrine. Look at his, his influences. Look at what's come out of his mouth. Yeah, but he says some biblical things. Well, that's true. They always do. Rat poison is, let's say, 98% good food for rats, 2% poison. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So I've been accused of being judgmental and, and, and you know, Todd Bentley's Godly works will be around far longer than I... Oh, and I also saw another thing this week, and I sent this out, just to give you a little update on that. And it basically, this guy was prophesying over Todd Bentley, saying that he's going to be the reason that, that this outbreak, that this revival takes place in Florida. This is before Lakeland ever happened. So this appears all the more impressive. And then he said, I saw Todd Bentley in the hand of God as a nail, a human nail, that God was going to take and pound in to the ground of Florida. Todd Bentley was the nail. And around the end of the nail was a scroll that said the kingdom of God has now arrived. Something to that effect. So in other words, they're going to bring in the kingdom. This is the one world kingdom of Antichrist, unfortunately. This is totally, you know, no, no tribulation, no nothing like that. We're going to bring in the kingdom. We're going to do it through Todd Bentley, Mr. Tattoo Boy, child molester guy. Line signs and wonders. We're going to do that through Todd Bentley. 
And this is the prophecy this man was speaking to Todd Bentley as he stood on stage and they were shaking around like they were, you know, whatever, like they were drunk. But anyway, my last email that I sent out, you can go watch the video. So it's just part of the, the line signs and wonders. So if we go further, not only has New Age author Jerry Smith warned us in the quote above that the HARP technology has given the New World Order planners the technology capable to carry out such a global grand deception scheme, but another New Age leader, Peter Lemassure, has similarly warned us in the Armageddon script on page 236. He said, Belief needs to be a physical crutch. Various commentators have suggested that even during the Exodus itself, the semi-legendary cloud of presence may, like the equally legendary pillar of fire and smoke which accompanied the Long March, have been some kind of technological phenomenon. No, you know what? God did it. It doesn't need to be some technological phenomenon. Remember, God dealt with the Jews primarily through signs and wonders in the Old Testament. Okay? But we're in the New Testament particular time period. We're not under the old Levitical New Testament government. We, for the most part, aren't being dealt with the same way Old Testament Jews were being dealt with. Remember, Jesus is a better covenant for them that believe. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is, is when you don't see it, yet you still believe. That's what pleases God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. So, these are things, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, this Peter Lamashur, who's a New Age leader, is basically saying that, you know, this whole thing that happened in the wilderness, with the... Uh, cloud of presidents and the, and the pillar of fire in the Old Testament. That was just some techno technological phenomenon. Whereas Jesus said in this particular time that a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And then when, when um, Thomas came to him, you know, in all this unbelief, and he said, blessed are those who have, who have believed and not seen. Okay? So, this is, this is the last thing that we want to try to be looking for, some sign and wonder right now. When there's all these warnings saying a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There's no faith in seeing a sign and wonder. If you think about it, there's no faith involved in that. If you saw the sky ablaze and some devil Maitreya guy appearing in the sky, what faith is there in that at all? It's just wonder and awe at that point, if you're going to buy into it. There's no faith in that. It's the opposite of faith, in fact. So, then he goes on to say in this quote, Certainly, therefore, the use of such special effects should not be ruled out on this occasion with the appearance of the Antichrist. Now, this is a big-time New Ager saying this. So, they're basically telegraphing their punch here. Note the use of the word special effects in the quote above. You can read great line signs and wonders into that. The Illuminati are putting us on notice that they are going to target the entire world with their special effects. Christians should understand that we are the ones with the largest bullseyes painted on our backs. We are the number one enemy of the Illuminati and are targeted for special destruction and elimination. Now remember, the Lord is perfectly capable, I believe, of protecting you. I'm not saying that, that, that you know, we might not have to face martyrdom and all the other stuff that the Bible clearly predicts. 
But I'm also saying is have the faith to believe. You know, the Bible says to talk about pray that you be, you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth. So, remember that as well. I just don't believe that God is going to allow every single one of the remnant to be annihilated off the earth. Never in, in, the, in the Bible did he ever allow the remnant to ever be totally annihilated. And then he says, I find it highly significant that as political, religious, and economic signs increasingly point toward the end of the age prophecies of the globalist kingdom of Antichrist, and see, this is what the dominionists are actually trying to usher in. They're trying, the, the kingdom they're trying to usher in is the kingdom of Antichrist. And they think they're doing God's service. That's what's so scary about this. Hollywood has gained ever-increasing capabilities to produce movies that are so very realistic. New Age writings are plain in their beliefs that signs and wonders attending the appearance of Christ will be of a very technological nature. Much like a huge Hollywood script. Speaking of scripts, listen to the last words of Peter Lemisher as he finishes his concluding section as to how Christ or the Antichrist will, will be able to deceive the peoples of the world into worshipping him as God. Uh, this is page 252 of the Armageddon script. Peter Lem assured the script is now written, subject only to last minute editing and stage directions. This is the script to usher in the Antichrist, okay? The stage itself, Alabet, as yet in darkness, is almost ready. Down in the pit, the subterranean orchestra is already tuning up. The last minute walk-on parts are now even being filled. Most of the main actors have already taken up their roles. Soon it will come time for them to come on stage ready for the curtain to rise. The time for action will have come. New Age writings have always claimed that their Christ will be acting on a worldwide stage according to a pre-written script. A pre-written script that is going to confirm the book of Daniel and Revelation and the King James Bible, among other things. Just as Lemmashore writes above, the deliberate and careful scripting has been carried out by the most brilliant men imaginable. Well, the most demonically possessed men imaginable. And they're just, they're just pawns of God. Because God's the one permitting the strong delusion. It says it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He's going to be the one that sends the strong delusion. That they will believe a lie. And then it goes on to say, Writing with demonic supernatural assistance, these men, no major event by a major actor or actress either political or key business leader, is spontaneous. All such major events are carefully scripted. So the stuff that's going around in the world right now is carefully scripted. When President Bush speaks, he is simply following a carefully scripted plan from his handlers, from above. He's a puppet. Some New Age authors have even been so explicit as to make their plans public. Christian author Constance Cumbie Quotes New Age author David Spangler as he made it quite clear how these lying signs and wonders accompanying the appearance of New Age Antichrist are technologically feasible. Even though we have already, re re already revealed this quote at the top of the article, let us quote it again because it is so revealing and so critically important. Um, and this is again the quote that we just talked about where they have the technology to um, with, the, with the telecommunication satellites to have flames in the sky and project three-dimensional holographic images viewable by up to one-third of the Earth's population. It's coming. Now, if they had the technology in 1983, do you think they might have perfected it a little bit more since then? <laughs> Considering that technology, I believe, is doubling like every ten months now? It's unbelievable. 
But the Bible says in Daniel, it says that in, essentially paraphrasing, it says in the end times knowledge will increase. And that many will run to and fro seeking it. Cumby reminisced how she thought of a particular scripture upon lead, learning of this technology. She remembered the scripture, Revelation 13, 13 through 15. Wow, 13, 13. And he doeth great wonders, so that he make a fire come down from, the earth, from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He's going to make fire come down from the heavens in the sight of men. That's going to be pretty impressive. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. He deceiveth them that dwell on earth? That's a lot of people. He's obviously not going to deceive the remnant, I believe, but he's going to deceive the unsaved population. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So who is the authority granting this power, knowledge, and ability? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and break here, and we're going to go to part three, and we'll finish it up from there.